Often we find ourselves in a situation where we've got to stop the person and say, sorry, I didn't hear what you say. Can you repeat what you were saying? I was just lost in my thoughts. Many times as humans, what happens to us is that because there are so many competing things around us for our attention, so many things competing for our attention, Dad, I want this. Love, you need to fix this by the house. Adverts, messages. So what happens is, because of all these things, we get lost in our thoughts. And it is said that almost 30 to 40% of the day, we spend lost in our thoughts. Now the problem with that is that sometimes when you are fulfilling something, you are completing a particular task and a disturbing thought comes along, it distracts your attention and your focus. In Salah, thoughts come, it draws you away from the purpose of your Salah. And that is why we need to learn how to control our thoughts and to be present and aware. And that is where the concept of Muraqaba comes in. To be aware of your surroundings and to be present in the moment. We spend our time worrying about or grieving over the past or worrying about the future. And very seldom are we actually in the present moment that we ought to be in. And that is why we need to understand how do we gain greater control over our thoughts so that we can be present in the moments that we have at our disposal. When the Messenger وسلم, was sitting once with the Sahaba and a Bedouin had come, and this was in fact Sayyidina Jibreel, and he asked various questions. And he, amongst the questions that he asked, he asked, Mal Ihsan, what is Ihsan? And Nabi وسلم, said, Ihsan is an ta'budallaha ka annaka tarahu, fa illam takun tarahu fa innahu yarak. To worship Allah in such a way that you can see Him. If you cannot see Him, then know that He sees you. And to be in that state. Ibn Mubarak rahimahullah was asked that, what is muraqaba? And he said that it is to know that Allah is close to you all the time and to have the knowledge of the closeness of Allah deeply ingrained in your heart. To have that constant awareness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There was once a teacher who had a number of young boys in his class. So he called them and he said that I'm giving you this sweet, this candy. And I want you to place it in a place where no one can see it. So all the boys were given their candy and they went out. And the next day... All of them returned without the candy, except one boy. So what did they do? One climbed a tree and hid it over there. Another one went under his bed and hid it over there. The third one dug a hole and put the candy over there. And like that, each one hid the candy away. One of the boys returned the next day with the candy in his hand. And the teacher was... Uh, surprised as to why he still has the candy in his hand. So he asked him that, were you not able to fulfill the task that I had given you? 
and that is to hide the candy in a place where no one sees you and no one will find it. So he says that I climbed the tree, but then I th- it came to my mind that while I'm here on the tree and I'm putting it over here, Allah is watching me. I went under the bed to leave it under the bed. Then I realized that Allah is watching me and He's also with me. Wherever I went, I realized that Allah is watching me and He's with me. When the teacher heard this reply, he was astounded. And he told this boy that you have a special gift. You have a special talent. And how right the teacher was. Because this boy was none other than Muhammad ibn Idris al-Shafi'i rahimahumullah. The great scholar of the deen. The imam of the madhab. He had that awareness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at a young age. And that is what we need to endeavor to attain. That presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the munajat maqbool which is the accepted whispers. One of the du'as is, Allahumma j'alni akhshaka ka'anni araka abadan hatta alqaka. Oh Allah, make me from those akhshaka, that I fear you, ka'anni araka, as though I'm seeing you, hatta alqaka, and I remain in that state until I meet you. And I remain in that state until I meet you. And that is the level that we ought to be in. That is what we should be striving for. That presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That awareness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That the moments of our lives be passed with that awareness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But how do we attain that? What is the way to progress in this regard? So what we need to do is, Sayyidina Umar bin Khattab said, Hasibu anfusakum qabla an tuhasibu. That you need to take yourself to account before you are taken to account. We need to take our time every day. Nabi Sallallahu said, Sabaq al-munfaridun. Those who are on their own, they have gone ahead. And what does it mean? That every one of us need to have some time for seclusion. Yes, there are responsibilities in terms of our work, in terms of our occupation, in terms of our family life, in terms of the various things around us that are competing for our interest. But in the daily cycle, there should be a few moments where you sit down in a place where there's no distractions, where there's no one who would be competing for your interest and calling upon you. Whatever time of the day it is. And in those moments, you then close your eyes and you focus and make muraqabah. And what should you be focusing on? You focus on the greatness of Allah. Think about the greatness of Allah. And think about the qualities and the attributes of Allah. Perceive it. Feel it. And spend a few moments just speaking, feeling and reflecting on the great attributes of Allah, the illuminating light of Allah. Feel it immerse, feel it engulf your body. So that is what you should do in that time, the time of muraqaba. Something else that you should also do, have a few moments where you sit in seclusion and make muraqaba of the different bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. At the first instance, 
the first thing that you thank Allah for is that He made you insan, a human. Then He made you from the Ummah of the Messenger Wasallam. Then He granted you all the bounties that He granted you. That He granted you Iman. That He granted you the different faculties of your body. Reflect on that. Then also we should have time where we make muraqaba of death. That is the reality that will come upon us. And Nabi Sassam has advised us that every day we should think about death. Think about that which destroys all the pleasures. Picture yourself that suddenly I've dropped. The angel of death is in front of me. He's taking my soul. Around me are my family members crying and weeping over me. I'm now detached from them. There's no way I can communicate with them. I'm being taken for the ghusl. The ghusl is being done. Now I'm being shrouded. I'm being taken now with a hearse to the qabristan. I'm being lowered into the qabr. The sand is being put on me. As the qabr is being closed, Ya the angels, Man rabbuk, ma dinuk, man rajul. These are the questions that are being asked to me. Now I remain in this qabr. I'm waiting for qiyamah. I stand up on the plains of qiyamah. What is going to happen? Will I receive my book in the right hand? Or will I receive my book in the left hand? How will my reckoning be? I'm now proceeding to the Hawdi Qawsar, the pond, where Nabi Wasallam said, I will be waiting for my ummah over there. Picture yourself that I'm proceeding to the Hawdi Qawsar and I'm being given to drink from the Hawdi Qawsar with the hands of our master, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And then crossing the bridge, the Sirat, the bridge over Jahannam and entering into Jannah without reckoning. These are the things that we need to reflect on in those moments of seclusion. And when we do that, what will be the end result? This is what will ground us. This is what will give us direction. This will give us focus. It will create a balance in our life. It will be a balance in our thoughts that we won't be scattered. We won't feel that we're being thrown in a thousand parts every day. All the different demands and responsibilities pulling us in different directions. What we will have is a direction in our life. That we live our lives in that constant awareness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That we know that Allah is close to me and that He is watching me. Allama ibn Qayyim rahimahumullah in his book which he speaks about the qualities of those who are appreciative and the patient ones. And he said that inna fil qalbi sha'san. Indeed in the heart there is a restlessness. La yalammuhu illa al-iqbalu illa Allah. Nothing can remove that restlessness except with turning towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَفِيهِ وَحْشَةٌ Indeed in the heart, there is a sense of loneliness. لَا يَزِيلُهُ Nothing can remove it except الْخَلْوَةُ الْأُنْسُ بِخَلْوَتِهِ It's sitting in seclusion in the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَفِيهِ حَسْرَةٌ And in the heart, there is a grief that comes over the heart. لَا يُذِبُهُ إِلَّا سُرُورُ بِمَعْرِفَتِهِ وَصِدْقُ مُعَامَلَتِهِ And nothing can remove that grief that the heart experiences except through the joy of the recognition of Allah and dealing with Allah in an honest and upright manner. 
And in the heart, there is a sense of anxiety and fear that constantly envelopes and hangs over the heart of a mu'min. Nothing can remove that anxiety and fear except that turning to Allah, attaching yourself to Allah and fleeing from the punishment of Allah and fleeing towards the mercy of Allah. And in the heart, there is the fire of regret and remorse that comes about. Nothing can extinguish it except to be happy with the decree of Allah, the command of Allah, uh, the prohibitions of Allah, to make your heart happy with that and to remain in that state until you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Allah ibn Qayyim says, وَفِيهِ فَاقَةٌ And in the heart, there's a sense of emptiness. And nothing can fill that emptiness except the love of Allah and continuous remembrance of Allah and being in a constant state of awareness of Allah. And he says that even if you take the entire world all the material things of this world and you possess it and you own it and it's given to you on a platter, it cannot fill that emptiness in the heart that the presence of Allah will fill in the heart of the believer. And that is the objective. That is the purpose of our life. That is why we are in this world to attain the deeper dimension of the connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we haven't, we remain in a state of want if we've attained it, we've attained everything. And it all starts with our thoughts. It all starts with controlling the fleeting thoughts that come to our mind. And that is why they say that what your thoughts, they become your words. What your words, they become your actions. What your actions, they become your habits. And what your habits, they become your destiny. May Allah Rabbul Izza grant us His love. May Allah Rabbul Izza give us the ability to live our lives in the presence of of his supreme being.